The following content is being recorded in a quarantine zone with lots of alcohol, some food, and no titties. Send help and start the show. It's rough out here, man. This is Gilligan's Island. You're, supposed to, you're not supposed to ask for help. You're supposed to ask for titties. <laughs> titties are helping. I mean, you know, if, if it's a disaster, flotation devices, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, you know, if, if this was really a natural disaster, what would you rather have right now? Help or some titties? Or some titties, right. Right, right. Um, niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week of foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. I am D Randall, and I'm just gonna let y'all know right off the bat, um, we cut these drinks today in the the opposite way that we Ooh, should have. Buddy, um, it's 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 vodka lemonade with a splash of lemonade. It just drops. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh. the, the belief that lemonade is there. <laughs> It's about to go down. <laughs> oh, man. Episode 80. Episode 80. That means... We are octogenarians. We are 20 episodes away from burning this bitch down. <laughs> we are 20 episodes away from the 100th, which would, which would basically, right around that time, mark uh, two years of opinions while black. Damn. An official two years of opinions while black. That's I I I love it. I it's love dope. it, and, th- and 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 I'm especially in love with this because, uh, you know, Joe Budden is, has just celebrated his fifth anniversary, his fifth year anniversary of the podcast. <laughs> Randall is already mm-hmm. doing the opening Jello shot, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm just gonna jump right in. Shout out to a coworker. We oh boy, mm. let's go. Shout out to the co-worker. It's so strong. So much absinthe. Wow. Wow. Oh, man. There's there's no coronavirus here. (laughs) It cannot survive that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It killed it. Um, But hey, we just did jello shots, bitch. We we just, we we found found the cure. (laughs) Um... Because I want, because uh, as as I love to do this about this time, I want to start off with. Uh, well, first of all, how was your week, D. Randall? It was a great week. I'm, and I just say that in a very non-specific way. Like it was just, it was just a genuinely good week. Right on. Right on. I, I don't even, I don't have anything special that stuck out. Okay. Okay. Um, my week was kind of bittersweet because. Uh, this is the final week of operations Ooh. at my at the the store I work at, and uh, it's when you've worked somewhere for ten years, it becomes a part of your identity, and it really becomes it. You you really put into focus how much of your life that you've kind of committed to a place or a thing, mm. and they so this week. They were breaking a lot of the fixtures down, and um, basically, our whole uh, one of our whole areas of operations is just in crates. 
and there was just so much memorabilia gone. I took pictures of a lot of it, but there was just so much memorabilia and small things gone that it was hard to look at. Like, and there's not a whole lot of lifers still there. So it was weird to see, and it was a little depressing. And it was it was kind of hard to get through the day because, you know, it, it was just, just so much that you have an emotional attachment to that can just be crated up or thrown away. Puts a lot of things into perspective. A lot of things. Facts. Uh, most importantly, though, um, how drunk are y'all going to get the last day there? Fam. Um... I well no we already have a plan basically okay. we're gonna work out that we're you know we're gonna work our day but all the formers uh, basically the whole squad uh, whether they're still there or not we're all gonna link up right after and uh, then we will get stupid ignorant chocolate wasted by the way uh, I should this is really kind of an operational meeting thing but. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say we should probably reschedule recording for that weekend because Friday is going to be the last day. Next week? Next Friday is going to be the last day. Okay. And uh, instead of me running over trying to pod and then run to the party, um, we're just going to get chocolate wasted. And since I don't have to work that following weekend, obviously, we can just record whenever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bet okay, y'all just y'all just caught a bit of a meeting there. That's that's, that's that's how we conduct meetings here. Um, uh, usually that would happen over a text message. Yep. Um, but yeah. So, uh, as I like to do, I like to start off with love. Um, I'm gonna send flowers to someone while they're here, and I'm gonna send flowers this week to one Mr. Will Smith. Yeah, Willard Smith. Uh, A.K.A. The Fresh Prince, A.K.A. The Real Mike Lowry. <laughs> um, I want to send flowers to Will Smith because this motherfucker manages to stay out of trouble, out of like scandal, and really just never being problematic ever. And anytime something shit does come up, Jada's the one to address it. And it has been that way for his entire career. His whole career. Remember when everybody thought that they that they were swingers? I still think they're swingers, actually. I mean, that's Jada not, addressed that's that. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, but just it's 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 it was a little scandalous. Yeah. Jada addressed it. Jada addressed the uh, Scientology shit. Mm-hmm. Jada's anything that has been of note. Jada has been the one to address it because Jada is the one that in that household that don't take no shit. Yeah. Um. So, there's that. Um, and also, Will Smith is mad old to be the king of the internet. He's doing it better than a lot of these young boys. He's almost doing it better than his wife. Because uh, the woke book is trying to get Red Table talk the fuck out of here. Hmm? They, they sick of that shit. Because, uh, you know, it's becoming a thing where it's questionable as to whether or not they're really holding some of the people that they have on accountable. Like Snoop. Hmm. A lot of people are saying that they didn't ask the right questions and they let Snoop off off the hook, really. And they shouldn't have. Um, and they said that about T.I., too. And it, it, it's one of those things where it's just like... It, I guess it's my same complaint about The Breakfast Club is that 
they have people on that they're just not qualified to talk to uh, about subjects that they're not qualified to talk about. True. Because they don't do any fucking research. Um, I don't know that that's the case with the Good Wives Club. Uh, I haven't watched enough of it. But all that to say, Jada be looking for the smoke. Will has ducked it with 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 great agility. He has ducked it like fucking Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he just manages to say to stay so positive and uh, really kind of uplifting. I mean, it's easy when you're filthy, stupid, ignorant, rich. Uh, but uh, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Not everybody. Not not everybody has that maneuverability. But Will has found that maneuverability. He has. Um, he has definitely found a lane into where he feels like he is in a good place, inspiring people and just doing whatever fucking movie he feels like. Yes. And that's really kind of honestly, it's no wonder that they have such carefree black kids. Because they have made money and generated wealth into a point where they can be carefree. Yep. Um, that's why you can do whatever fucking movie you want and you don't worry. If Will never does a top-selling box office smash movie again, I doubt he gives a fuck. He does not. Um, and, it, and, that, and Anyway, not all of those movies that don't sell are bad. I really like that shit where he was the thief. Where he was the con artist, him and Margot Robbie. Focus. Oh, I never did see that. Oh, that was dope. I like that shit. I really enjoyed that shit. And Margot Robbie is a way better actress than people, than the, than the work she's taking. The Not way better, but she's a better actress than the work she's taking. No, she, she's a very good actress. So. I like her. The, um, shit. Okay. I'm but white people good. have that. White people got that bad. It's a lot of white. It's a lot of white people that are in mediocre shit that are way better than the bags they take, like Zac Efron. Yeah, that's true. Zac Efron got that bad. He's actually a good actor. He is a good, and he's a funny dude. He's, yep. he's got good comic timing. Another uh, Army Hammer is a way better actor than the bullshit he takes. Yep. Uh, but when you got that good-looking white boy bag, the that's where the money is. So. If I were a good-looking white boy, I'd probably do Neighbors Part 10, too. Or, you know, whatever. Um, it doesn't work out for everybody, though. Sorry, Colin Farrell. No. Um, but all that to say, peace and blessings, many flowers, much appreciation to Will Smith. Because he is in a lane that is really reserved for good-looking for good-looking shirtless white men. Um, Tonya Harding. The movie. Tanya Harding. Yes, uh, Margot Robbie played her in the movie and did a very good job of it. She was Tanya Harding. Yeah. Oh shit. It was a, that was a, a movie came out about two years ago. Okay. It was very. It was like a. It was like a, a pseudo, a pseudo biopic. Okay. It was okay. funny. That I should see that. Good. It was very good. It, it. She could have won, actress of the year for it. Oh, it was in that lane. Yeah. I'm okay. sorry. Um, All right. The vodka just kicked in. Why did I pour that shit so strong? Like, yeah, I just kept pouring. I, I remember. I, I was trying. I didn't want to stop you because, you know, you bought it. But you was just really pouring that shit. And I was, I was like, does he have a plan? Are we just in for the night? I don't understand what's happening. I mean, I'm in for the night. I know you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I didn't want to stop you. 
But you know, because you know, you 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 big time now. You fuck, was I, fuck, I, fuck was I thinking? That was a man's report. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, salute Will Smith. Uh, keep doing your thing. Keep staying in that uh good looking shirtless guy lane in your fucking fifties. Oh, I hate Will Smith. God no, I love Will Smith. Um, now on to humans ain't shit. Why is that? Okay. So, um, last week, y'all know I, talk, I spoke about Love is Blind, the reality show hosted by uh, Nick and Jessica Lachey. Yeah. Uh, Nick Lachey, or as I like to call him, uh, the pop singer version of David Boreanaz. Wow. <laughs> Accurate. I'm telling you, if, 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 Angel, if Angel just had a, had, a, had a fifth or sixth season where he decided to start <laughs> singing pop songs and shit... They'd get Nick Lachey. I'm just saying. They, I've never seen these motherfuckers in the same place at the same time. That's all I'm saying. Mainly because you never see Nick Lachey. <laughs> but you know what? Nick Lachey, see, uh, the more you see of him in the reunion, the more you realize Nick is that kind of husband. You know, there are some husbands that want to total line. They, they still want to they still want to be cool to their friends. They still want to be out. And they still want to be sociable and all that shit. Nick is one. Nick Lachey is one of the husbands that just stays in the fucking house and minds his fucking business and don't say shit because his wife is fine. Because his wife is fine. Shout out to Vanessa. That's the secret to a happy marriage. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> um, I, well, hey, it might be they like your marriage advice. I've told you this before. Oh, okay. They, they like your marriage advice, fellas. The secret to a happy marriage: <laughs> marry someone fine. <laughs> Nothing can possibly go wrong. Nothing can go wrong. It's true. Um, John Legend, ask John Legend. John Legend been in that bag for a minute now. He definitely has. <laughs> he he's he decided he can fuck wherever he want to fuck. He, when you when you so freaky, you you fucking at Chris Jenner house. That's that's also that's that's kind of scary. That's some weird shit. <laughs> that's kind of scary. Um. So anyway, Love is Blind. Um, the the reunion was this week. It was kind of man. It was kind of mid. And depending on what storylines and what couples you were really following when you were watching the show, it was mostly mid. Because you realize that there were like there was one couple that everybody was rooting for. There were two spicy couples, and everybody else nobody gave a fuck about. And then of course there was Carlton the the bisexual, or should I say, fluid gentleman, <laughs> and uh, her his would have been his ex fiance Diamond. Uh, they reunited in person for the first time. Apparently, they had, apparently they 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 had uh, reestablished uh, contact over the phone, mm. like recently. Mm. Um, were they supposed to not see each other until the reunion? Well, no, it wasn't that they were supposed to not see each other. They just didn't have any contact. Ah. Because of all these couples, only two couples actually ended up tying the whole knot. And so whether or not they stayed in touch was kind of up to them. They can't see all the faces I'm making. <laughs> oh, shit. He poured the shit really heavy. He's going to be really fucking drunk. Fuck, I got to slow down. Um, so, uh, for them seeing each other, um, and talking to each other at the reunion 
um, they addressed a lot of uh, the social media backlash because they actually filmed Love is Blind like a year ago. That long? Yeah. Okay. And they filmed the reunion like a week or two ago. So those people probably look wildly different. Actually, none of them do. None of them look different at all. (laughs) Whatsoever. And at first I thought it was just attributed to whiteness and how white people don't do shit different. But Carlton showed up looking the same too. I mean, he had this whack-ass velour smoking jacket that makes me wonder how nobody knew he was gay. But uh, Diamond found a better wig. I mean, (laughs) look. Look, y'all, and y'all gonna chop me up about this. Carlton talked. Carlton called that girl out her name and and told her her wig her wig had been slipping since day one. Y'all, that wig was struggling. We got to keep it a whole buck. I love Diamond, but that wig was struggling. Uh, and they they made up basically, and they it was it was very emotional. And uh, Carlton, of course, cried a lot. Because just talking about the stigma that he's had to live with and the fact that he's been getting death threats. And um, basically, he he posted something on Instagram, I think this week recently, talking about he's just admit he's just not built for this social media life. Mm. Uh, which is a big thing to admit. Which is a big thing to admit nowadays. Everybody yep. feel like they got to be married to this shit. Yep. And so... Um, a big thing that was a, a, a point of contention on social media this week was the notion of biphobia. Um, when, well, when Diamond questioned him about his be, his fluidity, as he would call it, right, he reacted poorly and said that she was being a phobe. Here's the thing. I realize when you are bisexual or when you are fluid and you are openly fluid, just like with any member of the, just like with any member of the LGBTQ community, there are going to be different levels of a stigma that you have to deal with. Right. Um, And Carlton, of course, there was a stigma that he had to deal with uh, being fluid, uh, especially in the black community. We've talked about this. Insecure. I, I always go back to that insecure episode that that talked about the dude Jared that had been with men in right. college. Right. So there's always going to be a um, a stigma that you have to deal with, and some partners are not going to be built for that. This woman looked like she was ready to ride with him. She just had questions. She just had questions because, and she was right to have questions because now as 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 it turns out, because social media is a bunch of fucking uh, detectives and journalists, um, him being fluid back in the day is not so back in the day as he made it sound. This thing was on real. This thing was gay as fuck on Real Housewives like two seasons ago, <laughs> and then a whole bunch of people that knew him in Atlanta and knew him in New Orleans was like, "Oh, I saw him at the. Oh, I used to see him at the spot all the time, not long ago." So, she was right to have questions. Anybody's right to have questions. We've learned this from Gail King. Anybody's well within their rights to have legitimate questions. True. He responded unfavorably. He called her a bitch and cussed her out. And she cussed him out back. And that was that. And the the thing that people got from this was that somehow 
she didn't want to date him because she was biphobic. First of all, let me just say, Damien has not seen has not seen the show. He's not seen the clip. Right. Having said that, let me say this: she looked like she was a hundred hundred percent ready to ride for this nigga. The fact that she stayed that long. Now I've seen women head for the hills in these situations. The fact that she stayed that long and had questions and wanted to really unpack with this man showed me that she was ready to ride. And she really did seem to have an affection for this man and really care for his well-being. So right there, I'm not I'm not convinced that she was just not she was just cutting him off. Or else she wouldn't have had no questions. Second, now we have to ask the question. Is it biphobic if you don't want to date somebody that has fucked with men? Here's where somebody like me. So in, 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 in previous shows, I've admitted that a lot of the education that I've had around uh, sexual preference, sexual identity gender norms and all that I've learned a lot of things in the last five years so I don't profess to be the um, the, the the authority on this so I need someone who's a bit smarter than me to kind of explain like if if you have a preference for something why does it necessarily have to make it a phobia of others I identify well, I identify as heterosexual sure um, and then people ask a follow-up question. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. I identify that way. Um, would I date someone who is who identifies as something other than heterosexual? Assuming that I were single? Most likely not. Um, am I a phobic of some sort? No. I just prefer to be with heterosexual cis women that's that's a preference <clears throat> I, and, and, and not to cut you off and to just offer a, a, a balance to mm-hmm. it I'm a little different because I, I think 90% of the women I've dated ever since dates the begin since I started dating at all were bisexual right um does it mean that I mean and I think I think it's really just a matter of for me um, just like with you having that preference I think for for me it's just always been a matter of whatever you were doing with that person right is not what you do it's not like we're in a relationship uh, so whatever you were doing there that ain't got shit to do with what's happening now right and, and and again, but that's still that's still the preference that you have. You know, you you yourself are not bisexual, but you are open to women who have had bisexual experiences. Absolutely, hundred percent. And and it doesn't it doesn't make you phobic of anything else. If if someone asks you if you would date a trans man or a trans woman, and you say that's not my preference, that does not make you transphobic. That now that is a that is a point of debate in the in the community okay. and, and 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 I should say that's my understanding of it. Sure, that's my understanding of it. Like I I don't. And again, people are going to challenge that and say, "Well, how do you know? A person is a person." Blah blah blah. 
I'm I'm open to those discussions, and I'm right, I'm open sure. to being educated on different points of view. So that's I, what's I'm, important, and I'm, that's what's important, right? And I'm not saying that you know your opinion is wrong. I'm just saying, you know what you know. Yeah, I, you know what you know. There are certain things that I don't understand, and I still don't get. Hundred percent. That's fair. Because in my maybe limited worldview, I like what I like, and if I don't like something out of it, I don't see myself as phobic because of it. But again. Okay. I am open. I am open to discussion and, think, and learning. And that's what's important. I think that's what Diamond displayed, and I think that was what was important there. Um, I I just I do want to touch on just the notion of we like. I think I think that people that don't live in those circles and don't and don't live those lifestyles have to box people into these classifications that they can understand. Right. Something that—that's what a lot of things come down to. Boiling something down to a frame of to a frame of reference in which you can understand it. And I'm 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 a, I'm an example of that. And with that said, I think a lot of people have misconceptions of uh, different frames of sexuality and like bisexual. Now I'm not saying this is you per se, mm-hmm. but I know a lot of people want to hear somebody's bisexual. It just means they out here for everybody and they just, you know, they, they whenever, wherever. Right. That's not necessarily the case. And uh, Carlton tried to explain this. Now, having said this, this is, let me just say, Carlton is kind of a douchebag. I just want to put that out there. He yeah. is kind of a douchebag and he is a small bit of a clout chaser. Mm. Um, however, the death threats are not necessary. Death um, threats are never necessary. Never. Man. I love how now we just go straight to the death threats. Yeah. Uh, but having said that, the stigma that he's probably had to live with was that he is somehow unclean now. Once you come to a woman and said that you've been with a man, or that you were fluid, yeah, or are fluid, um, and again, he framed all this way wrong. Uh, you have a stigma attached to you that you are somehow unclean, that you just out here for everybody, which is not always the case. Not everybody that jumps down with you like that is just an immediate freak. And I think we have to rid ourselves of some of these stigmas that we put behind sexuality before we can start educating people on what these uh, what these varying levels degrees of sexuality alike to first learn the new thing you have to unlearn the old thing very true and i think that's my biggest issue here um is that there are a lot of people that are not educated on what bisexuality is that are deeming people that are the same ones because they want to be woke deeming people biphobic right or, or people that don't think they're biphobic, but you don't really know what bisexuality is. Again, this is not... I'm not I'm not pointing fingers at D. Randall. Because D. Randall's already said that he's open. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what the most important thing is. He's open to uh, new information. Right. And so if anybody had... If, so if anybody on any part of the LGBTQ spectrum has any kind of information or any of that... Um, send to opinions while black at gmail.com. I will pass it on to Randall. Um, 
And uh, oh, thank you. That's too kind. I think that, I, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. We should, you know, if, if the if the listenership wants to educate, they yep. should be able to educate. They've educated me before. Um, so I think that's that. Um, just be open. Be open to new information. Be open to the idea that the information you've received it may may be faulty because we live in that era of internet. Um, and just be open, man. Just be open, my open of mind and open of heart. Uh, you know, because them shits can't lose. Uh, <laughs> song of the week, actually, song of the week. Um, we have a song of the week entry. This is a this is a, a thing that I'm trying. Uh, I've had a couple. I've had a few people send me songs uh, that they think would be dope for song of the week, and that they think would go good on the playlist. Uh, so I'm gonna try this and this uh, level of interactivity with the uh, with the, uh, the the listenership. Uh, this is from Andrea Brady. Uh, she writes, "Hi, Andrea Brady here, longtime listener." Hey, Andrea. I'm here to introduce you to my cousin's music. It seems like it would fit mostly into it, it would fit into the mostly slow and sexy vibe y'all tend to have. Uh, I can't get sexy with it because it's my cousin, and I changed his diapers, and that would be weird. Uh, so I'm handing it off to you to share with the masses if you want to. Thanks in advance for your time and always imparting titties. No. Oh. They know the universal greeting. It's catching on. Wow. I love it. See, you know what? That's why we have to go ahead and do the shirts. Yeah. We have to do the yeah. shirts now. Um, and they sent me a Spotify link. So if you are a Spotify listener, uh, you can feel free to uh, follow uh, this artist on their official Spotify page. Uh, the song of the week is Brandon Terrell with Life. Uh, this is a this is actually a hot one. So go ahead, pour yourself something, get comfortable. Brand new artist you've probably never heard before, and we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go.
Brandon Terrell with life. Fire! You know... Fucking fire! As a lifelong music head, there there are few things in life that give me as much as much joy as being put on to new music that's actually good. It, usually I get kind of nervous when, say, when someone says, my cousin. Yeah, right, you right! Know, check out my cousin. He got a song. He make music. Um... Brandon Terrell, that shit goes hard. D. Randall of the legendary Chaotix just reviewed uh, Brandon Terrell's life as going hard. Yeah, I don't even, I don't even really listen to smooth shit like that. You know what I'm saying? My God! If he let me do this playlist, it would just be bars all day. <laughs> so that 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 is that is a welcome surprise, and, and a surprise in the sense of. Me being put onto something new and liking it the first that time was that I hear. Hot shit! I like that. Thank you for the Damn. recommendation, Brandon Terrell. Shout out to Brandon Terrell, man. Um, uh, I so because I this was my first time reading this. Um, uh, just out just before we recorded the show, uh, I'm gonna look up his social medias and um, Andrea. If you have no social medias, pass them on to me, and I will pass them on to the masses. Uh, because that shit was fire. 
Uh, that is definitely going in a slow jam playlist. Also, speaking of playlists, if you are a Spotify listener, feel free to search the Opinions While Black Featured Music playlist. You will find this week's Song of the Week as as well as past Song of the Weeks from uh, Summer Walker, um, shit, ooh, the Lucky Day. Uh, we got a lot of people on there. A lot of people. We got a lot of, we got 80, we got 80 episodes worth of people on there. Um, Damn. Right. So definitely, definitely follow us there. Um, I think we got Justine Sky on there. There's a lot of people. Um, so definitely follow us there. Um, take advantage of that. Um, I was, maybe, I don't know. I have some ideas over the next year, so we'll we'll do some we'll do some cool music shit. Um, what is going on this week? Oh, we gotta talk about Megan <laughs> and her contract woes. Yeah. Uh, Megan. So Megan Pete, aka Megan the Stallion. Uh, she is running to some uh, contract woes between. Uh, there's been a, a tug of war between what Rock Nation and fifteen oh one and fifteen oh one music Carl Crawford's called? uh what the, yeah. Carl Crawford Carl Crawford's thing is like it's like a development thing or something yeah I mean that's that's how a lot of that's how a lot of deals when people are in that in that. In that position, start off with if, if you're a young, unproven talent, a lot of times someone will sign a development deal where the agreement is basically to get you to the point where people are looking to take you to another level, so to speak. Right. For lack of a better term. So it's no surprise that a, a, a company like Rock Nation would approach her. Uh, the problem is, is that these development deals or these these small labels or whatever you want to call them do want to protect their investment and they they understand that at some point bigger fish might come calling and they just want to make sure that they are taken care of as well so um, and and this is where this is where i have to balance my morality versus business sense sure from a moral standpoint yeah it sucks because Here's a young woman who signed a contract when she was very young, maybe not fully understanding the obligations um, therein of the contract, who's trying to get a better opportunity. They're flashing the money in her face, but the people who got her there are like, actually, hold on a second before you do all that. We got to have this talk. We need our cut from it. And oftentimes what happens at the end of the day is the big label and the small label go back and forth. And the big label cuts the smaller label a check. And they're like, thank you. Right. We must be on our way now. But a message to the young artists out there, and this is very, very important. What I'm sure happened in this case was that Megan not only signed a deal to give over, you know, like some of her mechanical royalties and whatnot. It was like 60, 40 or something. Yeah, but she also... That's high. She also signed away a share of her publishing rights. And publishing is a complete ownership of your intellectual property. And, and a lot of times, and actually most cases, if you share publishing or you sign part of it away to someone else, you cannot capitalize on your own catalog of music. Right. So this is a cautionary tale. I'm sure at the end of the day, there will be some type of resolution. 
it'll probably involve Rock Nation cutting a very large check to someone. Which apparently is the case. Yeah. But, I mean, it sucks. It, it's it's the way that it's been. Not to say that it should be different. I mean, it should be different, obviously, but it is what it is. I feel like, and, 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 and to, jump, to jump in there, my feeling is that a, a lot of people have been bust, busting the chops on social media and like, Oh well, shouldn't she know better? Oh, this, um, uh, you know, Ew. there's there's too much internet. There's too many. There's been too many complaints in the game about people getting fucked over by the industry. Here's the thing, and this is the thing about this new generation of artists. Um, one, she was twenty. Yeah. I did not know, man. I don't know how much I was paying, like. Everybody was like, "Well, shouldn't she have had her lawyer?" She was twenty. She was twenty out of most cities. She probably did. Houston is not some uh, some focal point for big time lawyers like that. I at twenty um, could I couldn't afford my prepaid phone, so I could imagine Megan at that time running the streets at fifty at at, at twenty probably couldn't afford a damn high powered lawyer. And let me let me just say something on top of that. Having a high power lawyer does not promise you the bag, right? Because Taylor Swift, uh, with her with her parents' money and their high powered lawyer, she still got fucked in her contract. Yep. So the industry can just be the industry. Let's not just act like let's just, let's just not act like that's just an immediate path to getting the bag. It. I just want y'all to know it happens more often than it does not happen. It, ha- so. it happens to virtually almost everyone. So don't get it twisted. She's not unique in the situation. And I'm sure it's going to get negotiated. It's just that you can't, unfortunately, just hop ship from one place to the other without the, right. the party that invested you in you going, hey, no. Yeah, we were looking for something. We, we got to chop that up. And for all the sour grape shit Carl Crawford had to say, he sure renegotiated that fucking contract when Word. it came time. So, uh, yeah, he can chill the fuck out. Uh, so far, the only good deal I've ever I've, I've seen Carl Crawford just really out here making is whatever deal he made with Evelyn Lozada's pussy. Um, hmm. Oh, okay. oh, oh, that's an ex. Yeah, okay. He's he's an ex. I don't I, I don't know what these niggas are doing. Uh, I I need to be a part of it. <laughs> Evelyn, uh, Evelyn, old, oh, she's fine. Fuck that. Um, uh, having said that, uh, I, I just want a lot of you niggas that have decided. First of all, the same niggas on social media that have decided that they are that they are like makeshift armchair tax accountants, <laughs> telling you what the fuck to do with your check and what whether you should or shouldn't be getting a fucking check, have all of a sudden decided that they are entertainment lawyers. Yep. All you niggas that got some shit to say about Megan's contract riding around with 35% APR, shut the fuck up. Shit, y'all broke anyway. A real talk. And then I've worked the retail industry for many, many years, so I know exactly how stupid you motherfuckers are when it comes to reading binding contracts. Wow. Most of y'all don't realize that the return policy of the shit y'all trying to return six months later is clearly written on the back of your fucking receipt. <laughs> Most of you motherfuckers that get mad because we won't let you win 
uh, five minutes after close, the, the door you're beating on, guess what? The store hours are clearly written on that same fucking door you're meeting on. Same one. Y'all walk up to people that are wearing the company logo and ask them if they work there. Yeah, that's very true. I don't want to hear shit. I don't want to hear shit from y'all about Megan's contract. Because y'all motherfuckers can't read every fucking day. Every day. I got to, where's the restroom? Right underneath, the, right underneath that huge blue sign that says restroom. Get the fuck out of my face. Suck my dick. Wow. You niggas don't read. Y'all, it's true. Y'all don't read shit. Y'all don't even, y'all don't even read the date on the articles you post. Y'all been killing Lena Hard for five years. Y'all don't even read the fucking day of the articles you post. Y'all got such short-term ass, finding Dory-ass memory. Y'all remember that the motherfucker you posted this year died six years ago. What the fuck is wrong with you? Suck, suck my dick. Suck a black owned dick. Hey, there we go. And, and merch coming soon. Um, what else is what else is going on, man? Um, oh, Umar is still up to some shit. Why? Always, always Umar is up Why? to some shit. So he is really declaring war on these people that just have cash shit to talk about him. Uh, I, I'm I'm not looking up the video now. This but, is the one where he's putting out people's names and telling them to put out. Yes, his yes, William Clay, William Clay. He was going off about William Clay and the fact that apparently he was plagiarizing his shit. Uh, but there was some follow up. Nigga, don't want to. Don't want to plagiarize your shit. I would say you plagiarize. First of all, if they're plagiarizing you, they're plagiarizing ideas that have been existing for quite some time. Quite. Sometimes, sir. Like, nothing Umar is saying is new. He's just explaining it to know-nothing motherfuckers that just decided they got woke 10 minutes ago. So, uh, let's let's keep that a whole stack and a half. Um, actually, I, actually, I think Randall sent this to me, actually. I think I did, yeah. I, 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 you did. And I, we'll see. Where Where is it? Oh, Umar man. Johnson must be stopped. So Umar Johnson must be stopped. So, apparently, the new thing is... Now they've been saying that they've been spraying the rumor that he smokes crack. Um, let's see. You're homeless. Yeah. When you did have a place, it looked like a crack den. <laughs> I can't imagine why they would have said that. Could not imagine. I mean, you repeat things that you say five times. Five times. No less. When when people give you money, you expect more money from them. Tell that woman, thank you, sister, for giving me ten dollars. Next time, give me twenty. It should have been twenty. Should have been twenty. I know times are hard, and that ten dollars is hard to come by. But let's just try a little bit harder next time, bitch. What kind of public figure has donors and tells them, "Thank you for the money"? He said from his car, by the way. Give me more. Or he said from inside a car. I was saying he's from inside a car, from someone's car. Um, who does that? A crackhead. And it ain't never enough money for a crackhead. And Derek Jackson. And Derek Jackson. Um man, this shit is strong. <laughs> um so Flavor Flav got kicked out of public enemy. Like just now? This week. Wow. Took him long enough. 
Flavor Flav got kicked out of Public Enemy. Um, this is kind of big. Like, so at first the rumor was that he got kicked out over a Bernie Sanders thing. Um, Public Enemy was going to perform at a Bernie Sanders show, and uh, Flav wasn't about it. He didn't want to have any political ties, even though his group is the masterminds behind Fight the Power. You know, Flav has never been into the whole political... Like, his, his shit has always been off-topic. That's true. Chuck been spitting the real shit. Flav talking about other shit. That's true. You're right. Um, now, they, now, there was... Let me go find this. There was definitely... Public Enemy tweeted oh. earlier in the week to clarify this. Yes. Official statement. Public Enemy did not part ways with Flavor Flav over his political views. Flavor Flav has been on suspension since 2016 when he was MIA from the Harry Belafonte benefit in Atlanta, Georgia. Does he know he was suspended? <laughs> no. That was the last straw for the group. Okay. So, we all know Flav been wilding. Flav been wilding since like 2000. He been wilding says, yo, Bum Rush the Show, 1989. Check it out. <laughs> um, there's always, you can, all, you can always tell there's been a point of contention in um, the direction of the group versus personal uh, aspirations. Right. Um, we knew that from Flavor of Love because Chuck D has never been cool with that shit. The fact that he fucked with Bridget Nielsen. Yeah, you know, man. Everybody forgot about that. He had a whole rollout for a reality show yeah. with Ivan Drago's wife. He let, she, he let that bitch call him Foofy. Yeah, man. That was some weird shit. That's yeah. still some weird yeah. shit to me, man. To me, that's kind of when I, I, I kind of started turning out of reality television. <laughs> and I was like, it can't get much worse than this. Oh, and little you, did you know. And then you got Love is Blind. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all see it's becoming like I'm the reality show correspondent here. So, um, But it just goes to show that a lot of these kind of first and second generation rap groups are built a lot on, um, are really a lot of, uh, really niggas beefing or niggas that are adults coping and kind of having the last straw about shit they've been beefing with since they were about since they were kids. Yep. A la a tribe called Quest. Let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about that. Rest in peace, Fife Dog. Um, rest in peace, Fife. We love you, Fife. Um, but yeah, a lot of these, and, and, and I always say this. I said this, and, and not to put two point point on that but yeah I said this about Tribe and I'm saying this about Public Enemy mm -hmm. is that these are niggas this is the old days when you had rap groups with niggas that came up together from childhood and basically when money gets involved it's niggas from the hood that ain't no that it's niggas that grew up together from the hood that ain't no shit else yep and now there's money at stake and that's always going to be the defining line. And it's tough even when there's no money at stake. I mean, as a person who has made music with people, it's, it's really hard to maintain those those relationships over a period of time. And for a group as large as Public Enemy and as, you know, internally polarizing as they are, 
it's a miracle that he even acknowledges Flavor Flav's name at this point because you know she don't hear none of this shit from like De La Soul no because they ain't got no money <laughs> but they also are three like grown reasonable ass men very grown reasonable I remember well I'm not well I'm not gonna go into the Beats Rhyme Life uh, documentary but yeah, you could tell when they were talking about tribe. They 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 had their heads on screwed on tight. Yeah. Um, what else is going on, man? Uh, oh, Solange wants you to know she's not fucking common. That's good. That is actually very admirable. <laughs> Angela Wright would have some shit to say about she that. Would. Uh, Angela Wright looks like she can fight. Hmm. She looks like she can talk loud. <laughs> So basically, she's like Amanda Seals if she knew what she was talking about. Basically, okay, gotcha. Damn, <laughs> that is the perfect description. Like Angela Rye is Angela Rye is Amanda Seals with sense. Wow, and that's a lot. That's a big deal. Um, so it's good to know that there's at least one iconic woman in the business that comment is not fucking. <laughs> Common be sticking to the movement. Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't understand the juice happening here. What is something from Erica Badu imprinted onto him? I think they'd be giving up on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, okay, keep doing your thing, Lonnie. Oh, Randall will be very happy to hear this. Let's go. Nicki Minaj's husband got arrested. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Nicki Minaj's husband, Kenneth Petty, got arrested because uh, he failed to register as a sex offender. Uh, well. (laughs) 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 Is there a lesson to be learned here? I mean, the internet kind of warned her about that. Uh, Really? Really? I'm just saying. Like... Where can a nice guy just find some place to, to offend se- people sexually? It's not safe out here anymore. Not at all. You know, he really should. Just, actually, no. Don't don't register. Don't, don't register. <laughs> if you're listening to this show, don't public re- service announcement. Do not register. Get your ass whooped. Just get your ass whooped. Get arrested. Just get your ass whooped. We'll, we'll, we'll take penance in a pound of flesh. Um, uh, <laughs> God damn it. It is. <laughs> Um, How embarrassing is it for you as a wife to be like, hey, babe. Of all the things to post bail for. Did you go register your sexual offender thing? Did you fill out the form? Did you do the the thing you were supposed to do today? I know you 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 don't have a job. So the first lesson for everyone out there, if you are a, a newly convicted sexual offender, just check in. Just check in. That's all you gotta do. Take that ass whooping. All you gotta do. First and foremost, take that ass whooping. Because you earned it. Just check in. Check in. That's all you gotta do. All you have to do. Um. Uh, what else happening? Oh! Oh, here we go. It's We haven't done this in a while. It's time for Drake Watch. Oh. Uh, the seg- the segment dedicated to what Six God is doing, six, 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 who six. he's doing it with, and are there coded messages to Rihanna in it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there probably are. Um, Drake had, we'll see, Drake, 
some some shit leaked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know some shit leaked. I know the I know the future joint leaked. Um, but he does have a new joint that he released. Uh, you know, the, everybody was trying to figure out what he was doing outside of Marcy Projects. And now we know he was filming uh, video and B-roll. When to say when. For when to say when. Yeah. Which jams. And it's, and it's appropriate that he filmed outside of Marcy Projects where Jay-Z grew up. Right. Where Jay-Z grew up because the song, I believe, samples uh, Song Cry. Yes, it does. Yes. Um, I got to tell you, man, we, we crack jokes a lot about Aubrey. Aubrey just... Aubrey does not lose, man, because that shit was jamming. Hey, man, I got those black, those black OVO Clark's Wallabies. He did with the owl. I had to show him for proof just just Ra- now. Randall definitely pulled out the OVOs. I got it. You know, I'm fully committed now. That's definitely that's 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 what happens when you're out here uh, uh, living the life of a uh, sure. World-renowned media mogul, great icon. <laughs> we make so much money from this podcast. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like wheelbarrows of money just being thrown at us every week. Why do you think? I, why do you think I'm leaving my job? Uh, We're way too famous right now. Uh, <laughs> so some people got on Drake because he called his side piece a fluke. No, he called the mother of his child a fluke, sir. Uh, I will have you know that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a distinction to be made there. Well, you know, in Six God's mind, every six, woman, six, six, six. every woman he fucks with that isn't Rihanna is the side piece. That's true. Um, so, uh, yeah, he referred to that as a fluke. Look, look. If we are just keeping it a buck, Drake is not the first person uh, to refer to uh, fucking with the baby moms as a fluke. How is it a fluke when you? Fucked her multiple times. Oh, is this an ongoing? I thought it was relationship thing, or maybe it was a one night stand. I don't know. Oh, it ain't a fluke if you if you did what the fuck you gonna do. Well, yeah, that's true. Went that's in true. the raw right. doggage. You're right. I'm just telling you from the fuck niggas from the fuck niggas mind state. Uh, he's not the first, and he ain't gonna be the last. But uh, he is a high profile fuck nigga, so uh, he gonna the ladies are gonna give him the blues. Hey, hey, comes with being light skinned Oh man! So he was the other. Now here's the other half of that. Um, Takara Jones mm-hmm. and Melissa Ford, because mm-hmm. Melissa Ford is just in her in her second or third season has just discovered that she's just gonna be a radio show podcaster, whatever. Yep. Who just generates mess? Uh, apparently, her and Takara Jones were uh, comparing notes. Apparently, he was dating. He was actively dating them both simultaneously. Some timelines lined up. Hey. There was some overlap. I I support this. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I'm not mad. Uh I'm not I'm not a proponent of playing women at all. But salute that man. Takara Jones and Melissa Ford. Mm. Salute that man. Fuck that shit. Takara's still fine. Dude. Takara's still fine. If this story is true, I I got it. I gotta give it up to my dude. He is sur- he is surpassed common. Yes, his rival, his light skinned rival. Uh, uh, if if this is true, Drake has definitely won the battle for light skinned supremacy. 
Nobody I'm, else in the light skin game is fucking with Drake right now. I'm, I'm not going to acknowledge it, but <laughs> I see where I see where you're going with it. I just don't acknowledge light skinness. <laughs> God damn it. Um. So, oh, uh, new Janae Iko album. I, I I made it about halfway through. Banging. I actually I like pretty much all her shit. So I'm good with it. She'll be in town soon. So for my, a show, not here. So okay. Euphonic, uh, well, it wasn't Euphonic. Me and Euphonic's group chat. Somebody hit us in the group chat with a picture of a car with the with the windows bashed in and the <laughs> rearview mirror destroyed, laying on the floor, laying on the ground next to it. And all I said was, "Oh, the new Janae Eiko album must be out because <laughs> Toxic Love is spiking, man." Uh, and this is 20, 20 songs of yeah. of uh, on of either freakiness or toxic love. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it. It was jamming. Uh, I like the shit with Miguel and Future. Actually, all the features went off. Ty Dolla Sign, oh, John Legend, Yep, 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 Big Sean, Future. Uh, I like that man. I. I it wasn't too many features. Uh, she did some shit on her own. The Pussy Fairy's on the way. Yep. Only Janae Eiko could get away with some shit called the Pussy Fairy. Only Janae Eiko. Only somebody that has fucked Big Sean could get away with that. God damn it. Um, maybe Trey Songs. Um, but yeah, I have to say, I, I I like this album. I like the lane she's in. I like that she has reestablished herself as one of the four, uh, one of the forefront forerunners of said lane. It's not a lot of people out there fucking with fucking with Janae Aiko and Toxic Love shit. Maybe At Summer all. Walker. Um, and Summer Walker a little shy. Janae Aiko is not shy at all. Um, so, uh. That's enough of light-skinned women who may or may not bathe. Uh, um, Damn. We will take a quick break. Well, you don't know. The Summer Walker says she don't bathe. Oh, shit. So, well, no. She says she does No, no. Okay. Let me clear. Uh, Summer Walker says she does not like to take showers. Which, to me, means that she probably bathes. She probably takes a bath. When you have money, yeah, and, and, and you, yes, you have a busy schedule, but motherfuckers wait on you. Yeah, you probably take a bath once in a while. That's true. I, see, That's we don't point. understand that because we be having shit to, we be having places to go. Real niggas don't bathe. We shower. I bathe on vacation. No bathtub can fit me. <laughs> on that note, we will take a quick break. We'll be back uh, with more Opinions While Black. You are listening to Opinions While Black, sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And uh, we are, I, I have to say, I'm drunk. My name is Damien, and I'm a quitter. <laughs> I, uh, I grossly underestimated the strength of my initial pour. Oh, that pour was tough. And I am drinking water now. I, I, I was here to tell you that that pour was tough. I was... Uh, the, the, I You know, I knew it was bad when Oz was just looking at me like... Nigga, 
okay. <laughs> you gonna be all right? Nah. I was like, I, you know, I'm down for whatever. It's all good, man. Man. Um. Ooh. Uh. Before we get into our next segment, I did. We did have to report on this. Uh, we have not been back to this case in some time. Um. R. Kelly. Uh, R. Kelly uh, has a new indictment, <laughs> um, and he has pled not guilty. Uh, this is according to Bossip. Uh, R. Kelly said he's innocent of new charges that accuse him of paying off the alleged victim. He's not going to say he's guilty of anything at this point. Ever, though. ever, ever. Strong and wrong. Um, in his first te- sex tape scandal for 15 years. Um, the disgraced singer and his two employees turned co-defendants Jesus appeared in Chicago Federal Court March 5th for their arraignment on the new bribery charges. Kelly and his co-defendants Daryl McDavid and Milton Brown this sounds like somebody that's on a sex offender list Milton Brown trash um, pled not guilty to uh, during the 15 minute hearing. The judge pushed back the start date of their trial it was supposed to get, begin next month uh, but will now start in November 2020. Uh, Kelly also scored a victory of sorts after the judge. We don't give a fuck about our Kelly's victories. Um, yeah, he got hella cases. They're just gonna have to keep bailing him out. I hope he got. I hope he got people as dedicated as that first uh, ignorant motherfucker, the school teacher that bailed him out. And that and and, and everyone saw that shit backfiring. Right, exactly. I wonder how the investment's going down now. Uh, that motherfucker ain't got no fucking. Uh, anyway, that motherfucker ain't got no. Uh, he ain't paying them back. I'm just saying, he's not paying none of the motherfuckers back. Um, it's time for white people must be stopped. Oh, here we are. Skirt, skirt. Um, this is a submission from Vanita Johnson. Uh, what up, Vanita? Vanita, Vanita. Vanita. (laughs) Um, Black-owned, Atlanta-based hygiene brand called Racist for Target ad. This is according to Atlanta News Now. Uh, What do we got here? Oh, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. There we go. Um, A Target ad for Honeypot Company, an Atlanta-owned feminine hygiene product, sought to celebrate the Black-owned brand during Black History Month. For some, the ad's message of encouraging black girls to succeed was received as racist. In a a series of reviews on the consumer site Trustpilot, Honeypot received negative feedback more for its target promotion than the actual products, which include organic tampons, bath bombs, and natural feminine washes. Uh, Honestly, we can... Well, uh, other than to point out that the founder of Honeypot is named B. Dixon. Salute that black woman. Uh, we really don't have to read any further. Uh, we've seen this before, have we not, D. Randall? I I need people to understand one thing very, very clearly. Just and it's it's. I know that it's a confusing concept for a lot of people, and I know for some people it doesn't quite make logical sense. When when black people do and say things. To uplift other black people. It is not being racist. And let me explain one very simple reason why it's not being racist. Because it's not being done to the detriment of or to systematically 
or systemically oppress anyone else. It's not marginalizing non-black people. Racism, as black people and other people have experienced it throughout history, and especially in the history of this country, the racism that was enacted upon them was systemically induced to stunt their growth and economic, whatever you want to call it. It it was intentionally done within a system created to do that. When black women are taking hygiene products that they've created or own, I should say, the company that they own, and they are encouraging other people to cleanse their vaginas and promote feminine hygienic health, it is not being done explicitly to the detriment of anyone else and is not being done within a system systemically designed to oppress anyone else. You motherfuckers are mad because we ain't talking about you for once. For once, nobody's talking about you. Like, you you don't have to be in every conversation, Lena Dunham. You don't have to be. Ain't nobody thinking about your raggedy ass all the time. Don't nobody want Amy Schumer's aluminum-free deodorant. Wash your pussy. (laughs) Wash your own. Fuck it. You got a 400-year head start, and you worried about what our black women are doing to cleanse their vaginas. Wear some fucking shoes. I get get sick of that shit like... It's corny. It is corny. For you to not understand the difference between different forms of supremacy i'm not even going to just say white supremacy different forms of supremacy and uplifting it's a whole different fucking story you're missing the whole fucking story stop that shit y'all ain't nobody worried about your raggedy ass you don't even clean your pussy anyway (laughs) free bleeding ass no fuck away from me with all this shit and i'm sorry y'all let me let me not take it out on free bleeders. That's that's a completely different thing. Free bleeding does not indicate an unclean feminine area. I, I apologize for that. I'm just I'm just passionate. Fuck Lena Dunham, y'all. Fuck her. <laughs> oh man. I guess nothing else needs to be said. Send your racist stories. To my ass, nigga. Eat a black <laughs> Eat a black owned pussy. <laughs> Your racist stories, your racist, um, a clean one too. Your racist, your real life racist encounters, along with your listener letters, your questions for myself and D. Randall or any of our guests, please send them to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. Um, or you can just log on to opinionswhileblack.com and find any of the social media portals with which to get a hold of us. That would include Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, we'll be right back with your listener letters as well as the top three STFUs. You are listening to Houston's most savage podcast. Fuck all of them. Pour up. <laughs> And we are back. Yeah. We are black. Yeah. We are opinionated. Yeah. And we are definitely feeling this alcohol. 
as you can tell from our last segment. Yes. Sorry. Um, Not sorry. It's all good. I, I, it's usually me getting in the getting in that bag. But. Eat a clean black on vagina. <laughs> um, it is time for our listener letters. Um, I was asked before the show, and we have a few uh, listener letters, questions uh, via Facebook. Our first comes to us from Sluo. Uh, he has a two-parter. Uh, number one, thoughts on the current state of the election. <laughs> and number two, do you plan to review Resident Evil 3? Okay. Uh, I think he was talking to me for number two because he knows I'm a gamer. Yeah. Um, I will, uh, Resident Evil, I don't know if that's something. I'm, it's one of those things where I'll get it if it's like a budget, on a, on a budget, like a budget title or something. I like the Resident Evil uh, games okay. It's not something I'm going to spend $60 on. Um, the the two the, the two games I'm looking forward to in the near future um, is one the Final Fantasy VII remake. I'll probably do some kind of review of that in some form or another, whether it be here on Black Nerd Problems and also uh, Ghosts of Tsushima, uh, which is coming out in June. Finally, all right. They've been pushing a lot of good games. I've been back. looking at that ten minute walkthrough or whatever for yeah. like five years or some shit. David, uh, so they've been pushing a lot of good games back. I think they pushed Ghost of Tsushima back, um, and they pushed Cyberpunk back. They got enough time to put coronavirus in the game now. Shit. Man, look, here's the thing: and, uh, Cyberpunk, and the thing with that is what drives me crazy is that not only are they pushing it, did they push it back like six months? They pushed it back six months. And it's still going to be on crunch. For those of you that don't yeah. know what crunch is, it basically means that they're overworking uh, the fuck out of the designers and programmers, also almost to their health detriment. Um. So yeah. So what's the what the fuck is the point of pushing it back? Um. If it's not giving your designers room to, gee, I don't know, take the fuck care of themselves. Um. So I will definitely have those uh, up for you uh, to answer your more complicated question on the state, on the current state of the election. I guess we should go ahead and unpack that. Um, so as as it stands, as of right now, as of Super Tuesday, um, Elizabeth Warren just jumped out of the race. Yeah. Uh, I'm not happy. I'm not happy because I think we're fucked. This is my opinion. I think we're fucked. I think we're going to get four more years of Trump. Here's why. Uh, it was one thing when... Now, leading up to Super Tuesday is very uh, common for all the dead weight to drop off, which they did. Mayor Pete dropped off. Amy Klobuchar dropped off. Uh, I don't know. Yang was already out. Tulsi Gabbard, I guess she's just hanging on for some reason. Um, I don't know. She hopes she can get a book deal out of this. She's, I don't know she's waiting she... for it to start. Uh, <laughs> Tulsi Gabbard's just hanging out. Hey, let me know when y'all have the first debate. I'll be there. Yeah, just just looking for some shit to do. Just don't want to go home. Um, there's always that one person at the party that <clears throat> is down to you and a couple others, and they just won't go home so you can stay and fuck. Yep. Like, it's, it's always that. <clears throat> yeah. What y'all think of the party? This shit was cool, right? That shit was crazy. And they just keep saying over and over. That shit was yeah. crazy, and, huh? Yeah, it was crazy, it's huh? It's 3 o'clock in the fucking morning. I'm trying to fuck. Meanwhile, you like, all right, man. I'm a, yeah, all right, all right, man. 
cool, right. bro. Let me, wait, yeah, make, wait, where you park, bro? No, man. I mean, shit, bro. Your shit was fucking boss, man. Yeah, man. Let me walk you to your car, bro. Let yeah, you cool. Park, bro. Hey, y'all got any more of those chips? No, nah, ain't none. Ain't none. Ain't none. Right, they man. gone. They can gone. I, can I just get a water yeah, on the way out? Because it's a long yeah, drive, hand man. Me a fucking, hand me a fucking water, bro. Um, bro, this shit is good. You got a cold man, one, let's bro? Hit, man, let's hit your car, bro. It's going to get cold <laughs> on the way to the car, nigga. Yeah, yeah. Shit, I, I took an Uber. Can you, can Hell you, yeah. can Hell you yeah. call me one? Hell yeah. The whole five minutes, bro. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Tulsi Gabbard just chilling. Um, and so here's my thing. Um, I wasn't going to comment. I wasn't going to comment on this, but my people have pissed me off. Just when I think I have black people understood, you motherfuckers went and voted for Joe Biden. They did. Have we not displayed enough of Joe Biden's outward racism? Like... We are we are already in we are already in the era of a man who is in mental decline, uh, a racist who is in mental decline, and y'all want to replace him with another racist who is in mental decline. Uh, that would be one Joe Biden. Man, look, and I didn't see. I and, and here's the thing. This is how you know. The the party hates Bernie Sanders. The party hates Bernie Sanders so bad they just threw Bloomberg in there to split the vote. Because as soon as Super Tuesday was started coming up, Bloomberg jumped right the fuck out. He's like, Peace. I did what he spent millions. Five hundred. Five hundred million dollars in advertising just to say, all right, peace, I'm out. That's how you know the party hates Bernie Sanders. You know the party hates Bernie Sanders when all of a sudden the vote shifts to Joe Biden, who we who has demonstrated his racism. And then you dumb motherfuckers. And, 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 and yes, some of y'all, some of y'all are with the root. And let me just make this distinction clear. Now I don't want to spend too much time on this. I want to make this distinction clear. The root wrote this article that every, that everybody jumped on. Uh, I think Michael Harry is kind of stupid because he always jumps on because he's always caping for Biden when he shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was basically saying that white people shouldn't be blaming black people for Joe Biden winning Super Tuesday. They should. White people should not be having opinions on who black people vote for. They shouldn't. They shouldn't because the reason we're in this mess is because of them, particularly white women. So no, they don't get to have an opinion. They don't even have an opinion about what black people vote for. I am black. I get to have an opinion. You motherfuckers are stupid. You're stupid. If you voted, if you voted for Joe Biden, if the if the, if your choices were Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, and a dirty diaper, and you didn't vote for the dirty diaper, the diapers coming in third at least. The diaper need to come in third. What the fuck? And this whole thing about Bernie Sanders is that he's at the things that he's asking for are unreasonable and they won't pass in the Senate. This, that, and the third. Talking about uh, it's, it's unreasonable for him to ask to dismantle Chase Bank and all the other shit he wants to do. Joe Biden promised y'all he was going to cure cancer. Still there. Joe Biden told y'all that in his lifetime, all eight years of it, all eight years he's got left, he's going to cure cancer. 
And you think that is more that is less psychotic than Bernie Sanders wanting to give you motherfuckers free college? Mm. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? No, y'all want four more years. And y'all and guess what? Y'all gonna get four more years. I see it. It's gonna happen. It's that's happening. It's going to happen. Y'all want four more years. Y'all have officially blown this shit. Y'all tanked it. To the point where the only smart motherfucker in the debates went on and dropped out. I mean. Now you're just going to have Bernie yelling at you. Yeah. I, y'all don't want to win. Y'all don't want to win. Y'all don't want to win. Sabotage. Sweet Jesus. Um. Uh, next question. L. Llewellyn James asks, if being racist means to actively oppress another ethnic group other than your own with your political or economic power, and hence it's supposedly impossible for black people to be racist, as black people don't have any real power. Uh, furthermore, will black people then have to practice racism if and when they achieve greater degrees of actual power? Is practicing active racism part and parcel of exercising and practicing our actual power? My feeling is no. You don't have to be racist. You don't have to be prejudiced. And to be clear, black people can be Black people can't be institutionally racist. We don't have an institution set up to hold another uh, a, another uh, nationality down. However, we can't be very we can't be prejudiced, and we can't and we can't have stereotypes, and we can't have preconceived negative notions of other races and nationalities. If that's possible, if and just to just to put the shoe on the other foot. If we were in a position where we were the majority, so to speak, and we were more or less the ruling class, and we used race as a basis to oppress other people, that would be racism. That's really what racism... Racism, as we understand it, is the, the ability and the means to oppress other people by discriminating them on the basis of race. We can do that all day as black people, it's not going to affect white people. We don't have the system to systematically or systemically oppress people for a desired result. So by that, I would say black people are not capable of being racist because we cannot practice racism. We don't have the means to practice racism in the same way that it's been enacted upon us. I'm not saying that we should. Racism is not a good thing. I'm just saying if we're going by the definition of it, we're not capable of it because we don't have the system in place that would make it as effective as what we've experienced from it ourselves. Well said, well put. And, you know, if if if, if and when we ever get into a point of, and this is a whole point of the whole building Wakanda thing. Um, Harriet Tubman, Wakanda forever. Would we, would we, would we have to practice Racism, or will we have to practice prejudice um, in exercising our actual power? No, no, because the only thing—the only thing that racism is based in more than power—is hate. Black Wall Street. We don't have to hate anybody. Black Wall Street was a, a fine example of black empowerment destroyed by racism. Destroyed by racism. The fact that they contain a self-contained—they created a self-contained entity. In which money circulated within 
the actual community itself exclusive of what was happening outside of the community right does not make it racist the way that it, it was destroyed was racist very well put uh, thank you uh, Llewellyn uh, Kira Hollis asked how do you think selective morality works people were just talking about how wrong it was for Gail to ask Lisa that uh, that question but the very next day they thought it was hilarious that an old black woman fell uh, if you didn't see it there was a video where Oprah was on stage and she busted her ass and fell on her face mm-hmm. um uh, on what basis do they turn on and off morality? When Oprah and Gail die, if someone says something bad about them, will these same people come to their defense and say respect their families and legacies? Um, okay. So, selective morality in the way that Kira is talking about. First of all, thank you, Kira, for listening. Thank you, Kira, for your question. Um, in the way that Kira is speaking of it, um, in the whole keep notion of keeping the same energy, uh, yeah, every a lot of people laughed at Oprah busting her ass, but we are a generation that was raised on viral videos, that was raised on America's Funniest Home Videos. Before that, um, we just like to see people bust their ass, and it's funny. Yeah, I draw my line of morality based on whether it's funny or not. Um, it's yeah, probably terrible. That's probably terrible. But I'm just being honest. Um, and, and that's real. Um, so there's that because a lot of people laughed at the lady who was on the stripper pole and fell and fell and it turned out she like broke her jaw and broke 10 ribs. I am, I am people. So. I am, I am also people cause I didn't know all that happened to her. Um, and we're, and we're just, it's just, it's the, it's the era of the viral video mm-hmm. and, and that we just assume that if someone's showing this, that that person was okay. We just, we always, like, ridiculousness, I'm pretty sure all those people ended up in the ER. Yeah, no. The, the chicken stripper pole was not okay. Yeah, she was definitely not. Everyone could see that. Um, and people just, and even then, people just assumed it because she got up and kept twerking. Um, uh, the, the other parts of this question, uh, when Oprah and Gail die, uh, if someone says something bad about them, will these same people come to their defense and say respect their families and their legacies? It's going to be 50-50. It's, it's going to be, be very divisive. Man. It's going to be every bit as divisive as when Kobe died. Good example. Very good example. It's going to be super divisive. There are going to be people that say, nah, fuck that, keep the same energy. And these hotep niggas that hate them because they feel like they're uh, destroying, the, that they're making the black men face of, the face of rape or whatever they said. And there are going to be people that want to keep the same energy and say, if we... And say we should do the right thing, and there these are human beings, and there are human beings that cared about them that they left behind, and we should respect, and we should respect them in mourning. Yep. Because uh, it's not just about Oprah and Gail; it's about the people around them. True. Uh, so it's going to be fifty-fifty. Uh, thank you for that question. And finally, Xavier Hunter wants to know: Are y'all ready to come back to the sample platter for another featured producer con- conversation? Oh, I'll, I'll actually make it this time. X, yeah, X wants X wants to start doing this thing where he has a special episode where he talks about specific producers. I'm in. That's right in my lane. I'm in. That's say, great. Say when you got the you got the, you got the you got the best guy. Uh, you got the best guy for the job here for it, and you got me. Say when. <laughs> um, so thank you all for your questions. If you have any questions uh, for myself or D Randall or any of our guests. 
please, uh, opinionswhileblack at gmail.com or any of our social media outlets that are available to find on opinionswhileblack.com. And with that, it is time for to finish strong with the top three STFUs. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Number three. Uh, we have Ricky Whittle. Ricky Whittle, if you don't know who Ricky Whittle is, don't worry. A lot of a lot of other people don't either. <laughs> um uh, so, uh, not quite Amari Hardwick, the star of American Gods. Um, well, actually, let me let me back up a little bit. Orlando Jones was, was uh, came out in the past few months to tell us that he had been fired from American Gods um, over his questioning uh, the new showrunners' rate some of his racist tendencies. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, he has been since then he has been mostly quiet other than uh, the thanks for the support of him and his character Mr. Nancy which is really the only reason black people were watching American Gods correct Um, and so uh, he came out this was over last weekend I guess Um, he jumped on Twitter and was like well I got some tea but I'm just going to go ahead and drop it before the blogs get to it Apparently, he had a text conversation with Ricky Whittle, where Ricky Whittle reached out to him because apparently he has not spoken to his castmates. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ricky Whittle had some choice words for uh, uh, Orlando Jones, basically saying that he was pulling the race card and that he wanted to understand what the real, quote unquote, real reason he was he was he left the show was. Uh, for those of you looking for a little more context and you're not familiar with Ricky Whittle, Ricky Whittle is also black. Uh, black, but well, British, British black. He's British black, so yeah, there's a qualifier there. British black ain't black black. There's a, and there's a reason we're gonna say, there's a reason we're saying that, and I'll get to it in just a second. I'll just read you some of what he said to Orlando Jones in a text statement. Um, Using the racism card to burn your friend's house down is clever, but we both know it's incompetent. It's incompetence, not racism, and we are caught in the crossfire. We totally had your back on the incompetence, but pulling the race card to incite public trolls is a bullshit tactic, and you know it. Okay. The reason the reason we had to make a qualifier about British black people is that there's a there's a stigma that comes with being black from over the pond. Mm-hmm. There's a basically there's a stigma with um, across the diaspora about not being African American. Right. Where people from not from America, black people from not America, um, have a problem understanding the level of racism, of institutional racism that we deal with in this country mm-hmm. because this country was founded upon it. Correct. And, um, it was the primary economic system of half the country for 400 years. In, it, in its inception. Right. Um, and so sometimes people from across the pond, people from outside of the, uh, out, out from other parts of the diaspora have a hard time wrapping their head around the concept of race. And sometimes they come from a very tone deaf perspective. Ricky Whittle has come from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, Ricky Whittle could have just... You can always say nothing. 
He just said anything. He. You want to come to lunch? Yep. Orlando, you want to come to lunch? Let's chop it up, I ain't talked to you in a minute. Let's chop it up, man. Hey, let me hear your side of the story. That's what it sounded like he wanted. Sounds like he got sounds like he got a secondary opinion. He made up his own mind and went and, and charged him up with that. You could have just came in, just want to hear your side of the story. I'm open. I'm listening. That's easy. He don't have it in him. He doesn't have it in him. Good look, you know, and I've always said this. Good looking people don't have any fucking spine. Like skin niggas. Say it. <laughs> Say it. Say it. I've always said this. It was a line in one of my favorite movies, Almost Famous. Good looking, pretty people don't have any fucking spine. Nope. And Ricky Whittle is example is an example of this. Not quite a Mari Hardwick is an example of this. God damn. Um Let's be look at it. Let's just be let's just be clear. If they couldn't have got Amari for Ghost, true, they got this nigga. <laughs> let's just keep it a buck. <laughs> and I, it's just not it's it's not the it, it, it's tone deaf. He could have came at it a better way. Um, this is just not how you uh, reach out and support a friend. And I know there's a lot involved because. He's got a job to consider, and he feels like his friend was trying to tank his workplace. It's, it's you're good looking. There's going to be more work. It's Grow one. Up. It's one thing for him to reference the race card, so to speak. But when you when you tell a black person you know it and I know it that this shit is false, nah, we don't know it. We don't know it. You got to prove to me you know. And he even and Orlando Jones even said you know more about the show than I do. You're the lead star. Don't, but don't, don't, it, don't tell an African American man we all know it. that he don't know what race, what racism is when he sees that shit. We know what the fuck that is. Don't trip. So Ricky Whittle, tell me, he sends the wrong message to Black America. You know, what sends the wrong message to Black America. Your fucking hair. Your fucking hair. Have you seen his this hair shit? now? This shit's all fucking. Where he's got the fucking uh, uh, DeBarge joint. Look at this. What the fuck is that? Why does he look like Adam Lambert? Wow. What the fuck? Wow. Are you going to do American Gods or are you going to sing a cover of uh, Mad World? Wow. I'm just saying. He's a, he, looks like, he's, he looks like he's playing backup for Harry Styles singing Sledgehammer. Uh, sit your ass down sit, Set the fuck up. Do some push-ups. Uh, stay in your good looking bag and shut the fuck up. But let's be honest though, you're not really a good enough actor to really be not. popping off like that. Like, you're, no. not, you're most people's least favorite character on the show. The most wooden motherfucker in the show. And that's saying a lot. Because this is definitely a couple more wooden motherfuckers on the show. Wale is on this show. So. Oh, I'm never watching it again. What? <laughs> thank you. Because I was actually. For a moment, I was actually thinking, like, man, I didn't even finish. I didn't even really watch season two. I need to go back and watch it. Well, Wally's going to be on season three. He's Definitely not watching it, then. <laughs> Definitely not watching Um, And the number two, number two person who should shut the fuck up, uh, that would be none other than President Will, President William Jefferson Clinton. Uh, Bill Clinton, who is known for his uh, oratorial skills, has uh, put his foot in his mouth yet again. Um, 
he was. I don't know who asked him about this. I don't know why he was hearkening back to it. Uh, but in a in an interview, he basically said that uh, the Monica Lewinsky scandal. This was this. Oh, was, this was a documentary. This was part of Hillary Clinton's documentary that just came out, I believe. Okay, All so right. uh, Hillary made him say that shit. She's like, for the first time and the final time, nigga, you gonna tell everybody what you did. <laughs> Uh, fellas, don't cheat. That's all I'm saying. Don't cheat if you don't want that held against you for the rest of your marriage. Um, and Bill Clinton, uh, he literally said that he fucked Monica Lewinsky to manage his anxiety. Should have at least fucked somebody fine if you need it. No, wait. No, Uh, no, 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 Damien. No. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. I didn't say that. Um, I'm just saying, look, Michael Lewinsky, Michael was kind of thick back in the day. Anyway, anyway. Here's you my are problem the with president this. of the most powerful country in the world. All I'm saying is that back in the day when we were when, when Bill Clinton was being written off as kind of the playboy as kind of the playboy president for this shit. Mm-hmm. Back when he was back when he was the smooth motherfucker who could who who could talk you into anything, yep. play the saxophone, all that shit. Okay. He turned this, into Joe Biden. Okay, this was kind of cool. But at 73, Mm-mm. you talking about your old pussy? Yeah. It's creepy. And she don't really she don't really fuck with you like that. She doesn't, not at all. And, and I mean, whatsoever. Like it, her whole new bag now is about being the original Me Too. That's her whole bag now. Like that TED Talk, all that shit was revolving around her being the original Me Too. Uh, goddamn, Lago Whiskey's only forty six. They age like open milk. Shit. Uh, so yeah, Bill Clinton, shut the fuck up. We don't want to hear about that, bro. Yeah, we don't want to hear about that. Um, you usually got you 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 usually got some smooth shit to say. This wasn't your moment. Uh, and the one, the number one person who should shut the fuck up is um, who, who does he play for? Um, uh, Golden State Warrior Draymond Green. Oh, that little horse mouth ass nigga. Um, the. Draymond Green, or as I like to refer to him, uh, Derek Jackson stunt double. Um, Draymond Green was recently quoted um, as to say he was going to take Charles Barkley's job. For those of you who don't know, Charles Barkley is a commentator for TMT Basketball. Um, He's going to take his job as an NBA Hall of Famer? <laughs> As no, a, he's not going to take that. As a former NBA MVP? No, I don't think he's going to take that. Uh, okay. Um, That's all we're talking about. Uh, is he going to take his place? Well, Barkley, well, Barkley has some shit to say about Draymond Green's performance recently. Yes. Um, which a lot of people should have shit to say about his performance because Draymond Green is basically a security guard who was at the right audition. Um, Barkley should stop, quote, Barkley should stop before I go take his job, though, Green said after Friday's practice. This is a, this is a ESPN.com. Because I can do that well, too. 
He already didn't make enough money playing, so he needs that job. He should stop talking to me. I'd like to... I'd, I'd like to have a tendency to end people, so he should stop before I take his job. Um, okay. I'd, I'd never want to be put in a position where I have to defend Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley is good commentary if you like listening to people who have been hit in the head too much. Um, <laughs> having said that, would I, rather listen, would I rather listen to Draymond Green Hell, fuck no. Absolutely not. Never. 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 I never... Nobody with a mouth that big. I never want to hear them saying anything. <laughs> this is evident from Steve Harvey. Um, let me just say, as much as I hate Charles Barkley, I want to hear from Draymond Green less. Nobody wants to hear from what Draymond Green has to say about anything. True. Um... Because every time he talks, every time I look at him talk, I keep thinking I'm looking at Derek Jackson and I want to slap the shit out of him. <laughs> I just he's just he's just trash to me. I hate that I ha- and I hate that I have to that I have to uh shit on such a high profile member of the dark skinned community. No, fuck him. <laughs> I mean the thing is, man, he he played on a team that was so good that it made him look good. Right. Exactly. He passed to three people who are going to be Hall of Famers, and it made him look good. He's, and, he's Turtle from Entourage. And now that he's the best player on the team, they're 14 and 49. They're trash. <laughs> Draymond Green is literally the basketball version of Turtle from Entourage. Wow. Not even Turtle. He's Johnny Drama. I was going to say he's the basketball version of the back of Jason Whitlock's neck. But, <laughs> but I won't do that today. So, Draymond Green, uh, comb your beard, uh, update your LinkedIn. Shave your teeth, nigga. <laughs> and shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. Draymond Green is the worst. I didn't know the Warriors were doing that bad. Yes. Jesus back Christ. when back when he was an all star and of course Clay and Steph and KD were there, people were like, "Man, he's good. Like it's, he he could actually be good enough to to star on his own team." He's a six man. Now y'all see what y'all got. He's a big ass six man. If that trash. D. Randall, have we done a podcast? Yeah, and I had to I had to make some life changes halfway through in order to do that. <laughs> Well, Team Oz definitely appreciates your sacrifice. And we appreciate you, Team Oz. Thank you for your ongoing support um, of this show. Um, thank you for your ongoing support of us. Um, I I just, we just had a comment on uh, the Facebook that said we were somebody's favorite podcast and they can't wait for us to blow up. Hey, hey. That help, is help us what do it. the fuck I'm talking about. You can help us blow up. How do you do that? By not keeping opinions while black a secret. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Listen to, in fact, don't even prepare them. When you pick them up, when you go pick them up to go to the spot, just have it on in the car. Yep. Have it on in the car. We're going to say something spicy and they're going to go, what the fuck are you listening to? It's called Opinions While Black. They're going to pull out their phone. They're going to follow us right there. Because mm-hmm. we're on all the available uh, podcast medias. Yep. Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Apple, Google, all them shits. Yep. Uh, somebody keeps telling me they find us on Podcast Addict. Find us all them shits. Sure. And they're gonna add us. They're gonna add us, and you, and then we will have another follower. They can find us on the social medias. 
you uh, you have something in common to talk about. And you go, damn, did you hear what Oz said on the latest Opinions While Black? Yep. Damn, did you hear those Jason Whitlock jokes? Yep. And you will have somebody else that you speak the language with. That's how easy it is. That's how black content spreads like wildfire through savvy, smart audiences like yourself. Mm. God bless you. We thank you so much for everything you do. This has been episode 80 of Opinions Wild Black. We'll be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Until then, I have been Oz. I am still D. Randall. As always, forever imparting titties. Oh, 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 oh,